Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode, I am just gonna chat with you guys, just me, myself, and I, and you, and give some updates, let you know what's been going on, chill out, relax, and then answer some questions because, as usual, you guys have sent in some awesome questions, which I love, and I feel like we have so much to catch up on, so many things to talk about. I want to give you guys some personal updates because I haven't really clearly let you know what's been happening. A lot has been happening with my own personal health journey. And, you know, every practitioner or health coach, NTP, has a different approach. And I think that a main reason why I attract a lot of the people I attract, whether it be with my content or to work with me, is because people really resonate with what I share in terms of my own personal health journey. And I think that most people who become coaches or health practitioners, they're usually coming from a place of having struggled with some health issue or are currently struggling with it or have a loved one who is struggling with it and that's their why and it was the same for me and that's how I kind of got into all of this and you know before I became a nutritional therapy practitioner I wanted to become a health coach and I became a health coach through the Primal Health Coach Institute. When I was looking for programs I had just kind of overcome a major part of my own personal health journey. I had really bad malabsorption kind of was dubbed a mystery case, had been seeing so many different doctors, um, finally found the power of a paleo diet and lifestyle and was able to put on the weight I needed to get healthy again. I had lost 40 to 50 pounds in the span of a few months and I didn't know if I was going to make it out alive. I was having severe digestive issues, but you know, going paleo really helped me personally and then I became much more aware of the whole ancestral health movement and just saw so much healing and started learning about how that way of life was healing so many other people. And one of the books that really changed things for me was Mark Sisson's The Primal Blueprint. And then, you know, I became a huge fan of his products. And then when I was looking for coaching programs, I heard about the Primal Health Coach Institute. And obviously, my ears perked up because anything put out there by Mark Sisson... I really want to learn more about because he's amazing and just a force in this space. And having gone through so much in my own personal health journey, I just, my goal was to be there for somebody else. I wanted to be the person that I needed when I was really sick and somebody who would fight for me and 
help put everything together, look at me as a whole person. That's what I wanted to be for somebody else because that's what I needed when I was going through my health struggles. I talk about this idea of having a quarterback on your health team, so somebody who's really looking at the big picture and making the big plays. And that is really helpful because especially if you're somebody who is seeing a bunch of different specialists, has ideas from all these different people on your health team, so to speak. Sometimes you need somebody who's just going to kind of bring it all together for you. Also, just talk to you like you're a person, you know, like actually talk about what you're feeling and going through day to day and make things work within the context of your lifestyle, not just throw out a list of foods or supplements for you to take. There's a lot more to it than that. Anyways, I knew I was super passionate about health coaching. I wanted to be there for other people, and I was looking at programs for a while, but I just wasn't totally sold because I wanted a program that looked at things from my perspective, like we had the same perspective, and then when I found the Primal Health Coach Institute, I was so excited because I had finally found a health coaching program that took an ancestral perspective that was all about my chosen niche real food eating with an emphasis on evolutionary biology, something that would put everything together when it comes to nutrition, fitness, sleep, looking at all aspects of epigenetics and overall health and something that would support me in terms of business as well. So I learned more about the program and then I took the plunge and it was honestly one of the best decisions I have ever made. I would do it 20 times over again and again. I'm so, so glad I did the Primal Health Coach Institute because for a period of time I thought I would just do NTA and not get my health coaching certification. Um, But looking back, I'm just so glad I did the Primal Health Coach Institute first. The program is done all online, but there is a very active community. So you can meet other health coaches in your area as well, but it's done online and somewhat at your own pace so you can only go so quickly through it but if you need to take longer to get through it you can absolutely take as long as you need the material is also reinforced in a number of ways so i would read through everything then i would listen to the audio i would watch the video lectures listen to the audio lectures again and then you take the quizzes i would go back and look through quizzes look back at my notes and i mean i still to this day use that information all the time as a reference. I use that as the base of the Paleo Women Lifestyle program that I created. But why I really love the Primal Health Coach Institute is because it's a really, really comprehensive nutrition and health sciences education. It is more in-depth than most of the classes I took in college. Um, They don't skim the surface, so you are really going to dive deep. You're going to learn how the body actually works and how all of the choices you make in terms of health are really interconnected. So from everything you're eating to the activities you're doing, how you're sleeping, what your stress levels are like, how that's affecting your cells and your DNA. And not all programs dive that deep into it. And then beyond the nutrition science component and really giving great resources on how to help people implement this into their own lives because I mean, this is this is why the program is so great, because you're getting that scientific education, but then they're also bringing it to the level of, okay, here's a client that you're working with, here's how you would implement this for that client, and this is what it looks like in their daily 
lives versus other programs might just teach you the science and then that's kind of it and you go, okay, well, how do I apply this? Like, how do I teach somebody about this in a way that makes sense to them? What do I do about literally the basics that they need to understand about grocery shopping and ingredients and what their activity should look like and how it's adjusted for that person. So I loved that this program went into the scientific approach, that side of the education, as well as teaching you how to actually apply it with clients. And then beyond that, there's a ton of business support, which is really important to me. So there are a lot of different resources that can help you with your actual business, from free flyers and marketing materials, marketing graphics, handouts, forms to use with clients. It's all right there for you. They even provide you with a 12-week coaching program that you can use with your clients from day one. So it's really all set up straight for you. They teach you truly how to be a coach. And then you always have ongoing support. So not only do you always have access to all the materials, but then you also get to be in the private Facebook group. There are monthly live webinars, mastermind meetups. You can meet up with other people in the program. I've met some really awesome people through the program, even though it was done online. There is a huge sense of community within the Primal Health Coach Institute family, which I really, really love. So if you are interested in the ancestral approach, if you are into the primal and paleo way of life and you've been thinking about health coaching as a career or just something on the side or even just to improve your own life, then make sure you check out the Primal Health Coach Institute. They are offering a free ebook of how to be a health coach that's going to give you more information on the process of becoming a health coach in just five simple steps and you can learn a lot more about the program itself so if you want to download that and learn more about the primal health coach institute just go to primalhealthcoach.com realness and you can download your free ebook today so again that's primalhealthcoach.com realness r-e-a-l-n-e-s-s and that's where you can learn more about the program and get your free ebook and you can also schedule a free intro call with Laura who has been on this podcast before if you want to just figure out if this program would be right for you how it would work within your own life I took this program while I was in college and it was totally manageable for me you could definitely do this while also having another job and honestly in terms of price it is a complete steal for the level of education you receive and how well you're supported because you can take this program and launch a business. This is what helped me launch my business. Um, I actually started seeing clients before I even finished the program, but I felt very, very well prepared during and after I finished. And you can get $200 off of enrollment if you already want to enroll with the discount code COACH200. So C-O-A-C-H-200 will get you $200 off. When it comes to being a coach or practitioner, again, there are just so many different things you can do with that or so many different ways you can take it. So like for me, you know, I was seeing one-on-one clients. I use this information within my podcast, on my blog, to create my online program. There are a lot of different ways to take it and also a lot of different ways to be a coach. And when you are trying to get clients or attract people to whatever content you're creating. For me personally, being just open about what's going on in my own life and sharing what's gone on in my own life, I think, like I mentioned, is really what makes people trust me because they know I get it and I've been there. 
And I know for me, when I look for practitioners, I've learned um, through having, you know, worked with many different people before that I get my best results when I'm working with somebody or communicating with somebody who I feel like just gets it. And, you know, sometimes that means they've gone through something very similar to what I've gone through. Sometimes that just means they've gone through something where they get it, even if it's not the exact same thing as me. But when you've been there, you just understand things in a different way than a practitioner who hasn't ever really had their own their own struggles because there's this whole emotional aspect to things that's really important to pay attention to and just this whole other layer of empathy. I also think that sometimes one of the hardest things about being a coach or NTP is that it's almost harder to practice what you preach because a lot of people who are in that field, like you're in that field because you care so much about other people and you want to give your clients your all. And I see this with so many people. And so sometimes when we are putting everybody else first and giving them everything, it can make it harder to do that for ourselves. Especially when it comes to stress management and so many of us are spread too thin, hustling hard, this world is crazy, there's all types of technology just being thrown at us every which way, a lot going on. And I'm in a really interesting season of my life right now and have taken the last few months to really step back and practice what I preach. I've drawn a lot more boundaries and taken steps back from things and changed my business a lot to adjust to kind of what's been going on for me personally. And when it comes to things that have been going on in my own life, I haven't really wanted to just kind of straight up talk about things you know I've mentioned things here and there but I have been so kind of in my own bubble just trying to focus on myself and you know as time has gone on and the podcast has grown and like my platform has grown a bit more I get a lot of opinions from people and a lot of noise and I knew that if I was going to kind of really work through what's been going on, I didn't need the noise from everybody else because, you know, when you share things on the internet, a lot of people think that that means you're asking for advice or you want their input. And I love you guys, but I don't want everybody's input and I don't need a million different opinions being thrown my way when I am very confident in what I'm doing for my health and I'm you know, talking with some really incredible people and I have my team and I got to stick to it. And that is a mistake I see a lot of people making where they're just taking advice from 50 different people instead of just picking a specific path and sticking to it and staying the course. And at the same time, you know, I've been on this Reiki practitioner journey and a lot of that work has been just tuning in with myself and becoming much more connected with my own intuition. And you can't always do that if everyone else's energy is trying to pull on your own. So anyways, the last few months have been interesting and I think it's now time to kind of just give you a personal update. What's been going on? Maybe things will make more sense. I haven't fully felt myself recently um, for a number of reasons 
not only just what I'm about to explain about what's been going on, but also because I know that you guys haven't gotten the full story yet, and everyone who's a part of this community, I love and adore and feel like you're all my friends, but then within that, there are also people who try to jump in and aren't really a part of the community, and... At, they add a negative energy, and I don't like that. <laughs> um, so it's a delicate balance. But anyways, you know, next week or the next podcast that comes out, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Andrew Hill, and he's talking about some of the results that came back when he was doing some different brain scans on me and tests. And this is, it's relevant what's going on. And I knew that I could either just cut out the part where he's going over my own personal results and just not really get into it, or I could just kind of be like, this is what's going on, so it all makes more sense, and I wanted, I I think it's interesting for you guys to hear um, my journey and what's going on as well, so yeah, I want to just kind of sit down and spend the first part of this podcast explaining kind of like what's gone on in the last few months. Okay, so let's go back for a second um, to, I don't even know when. So if you've been following for a while, I'm sure you know kind of my whole health history. If you don't, the short version is I basically have, I struggled with chronic gut issues for most of my life. And then when I was in college, I got really sick. I had a really bad case of malabsorption. I lost a ton of weight and my gut basically just was not working and eventually Um, was able to work through all that, overcome that, and found out I had SIBO and candida and some other bacterial overgrowth and just a lot of doctors and testing and very, very strange case. And then kind of coming back from all that was a lot of work to um, get my health markers where where they needed to be. And yeah, always a journey. Like, I mean, reaching health as a journey and kind of the damage that my body went through when I was in college, I knew it was going to take a long, long time to recover from. But also just knowing that there was still something underlying that we never were getting to the root of, which was really bothering me. Because I, while I had gone gotten through the worst of it, which here's the thing, it seemed like the worst of it because there was a physical manifestation of it at the time. Like everybody around me was super nervous when I was just, I had lost so much weight and I looked physically ill. But when you don't look physically ill necessarily, people don't pay attention slash realize that you are actually feeling horrible. Um, So that's interesting as well. And I kind of went through seasons where, you know, I was feeling pretty good. After I had overcome all that, I felt good for a while. And then things went downhill again. And a lot of you have been following along. I got another case of candida. And it was a really, really bad case of candida. And I couldn't get rid of it for like over a year. I was bloated and in pain all the time and not having proper bowel movements. Like I would go during that protocol, like there was maybe like six months where I felt really great. And then all of a sudden things reversed again. And it was just kind of always back and forth. And meanwhile, my thyroid has not been where it's supposed to be, you know, I like diagnosed with hypothyroidism, but we also know that the thyroid is usually a result of other infections going on. So, you know, my sex hormones were shot, my thyroid was shot and I knew that was a result of gut infections. 
in addition to my adrenals being really dysregulated. All of that is a function of the the root cause, which I knew was something to do with my gut, and I knew that the candida was going on, but I just felt like there was something else happening because it doesn't make sense for the candida to not go away, and I then... Um, I had been in ketosis for a while and I kicked myself out of ketosis to get rid of the candida slash made some other changes. And then I felt a little bit better and then things went downhill again. And it just, it was this pattern for, it's been this pattern for years where it's like, I'll get rid of something and then I'll come back. And I mean, I know what that means, right? I know that that means that there's an underlying root cause. And what people don't put together is they think that candida or SIBO is the root cause. That's not always the root cause. Um, For some people, that's the end of the line. But for others, there's an underlying infection that's causing those those gut infections to keep popping back up. And you're never going to be able to get rid of them until you catch the underlying issue. And so... I had plenty of ideas of what I thought was going on, Um, but again, it comes back to that issue of people not listening to you if they don't, if they don't see, like, to be quite honest, I know, had I dropped a ton of weight like I did last time, people would have taken me seriously and been much more willing to run the tests I wanted run than they were this time when I'm just telling them, you know, I need these tests run and they just kind of dismiss you. So that was frustrating, but I got what I needed to get run, run. Um, I'm lucky now, like as my podcast has grown and I've met more people and living in LA, I have a lot of friends who are like the experts in their field or I have access to people that I otherwise wouldn't. And so um, I'm really grateful for that. So I have a lot of really, really great people um, helping me as well. So that's good. But at the end of the day, it's always frustrating when I felt like, you know, no matter what I, I mean, I know what's going on with my own intuition and in my own body. And I also am my own quarterback now. And so sometimes it can be hard when you're talking to different people who don't fully, fully understand the whole story. And they're trying to project something onto you. And you're like, no, trust me, this is happening. Whatever. Anyways, (laughs) I was letting things ride out and then things got progressively worse and worse and I at the same time was just in my body not feeling horrible. I had horrible fatigue. My brain function was kind of slowly declining and my bloating was getting worse and worse and I reached a point where I felt like I couldn't like I was reacting to every single vegetable I ate, um, which brings us back to the carnivore time period, <laughs> which you can listen to my podcast on that. And so I did carnivore, which is actually a great experiment. And at the same time, I was looking more into my genetic mutations, which is something that I had brought up to so many different people I was working with and everybody said, no, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Then um, I was doing more research and just became convinced that this was a key factor in it. And I talked to my friend Brianna Diorio about it and she was like, no, I think that this is definitely a factor. And then so we put our heads together and... And kind of at the same time, I real I saw how I was reacting with carnivore and realized that I am one of that small percentage of people who I really I needed to address my my CBS mutation. This genetic mutation basically makes it really difficult for the body to detox and can make you intolerant to 
sulfur and basically every supplement I was taking and all the foods I were eating were really high in sulfur so no wonder I felt horrible. Meanwhile I crashed and burned on carnivore because I basically had ammonia toxicity from all the meat I was eating because my body couldn't detox because the CBS mutation was acting up. Now over this time period I also got other gut tests because I've been convinced for a long time that I have parasites and parasites are notoriously difficult to pick up. Um, it can take people, I know I have, a, I have friends who, you know, it's taken them 15 years of gut tests and finally a parasite pops up, but that just made so much sense in the, in terms of my, my past history with kind of the episodes I had both initially when all my gut issues kind of really started slash when I traveled abroad and got super sick, um, But, you know, I never tested positive for parasites. And then I also was convinced I had mercury toxicity or heavy metals of some kind because typically when you can't get rid of candida, um, that's a really common reason why if you have heavy metals toxicity. So I got a heavy metals test and it showed nothing showed up. Then later I got another heavy metals test done, a different one, and it showed everything was fine except I said I had really high levels of bromine so I'm like okay but I can't detox basically the thing with a CBS mutation is like nothing can get fixed until you fix the fact that you can't detoxify um and so I was just feeling worse and worse doing everything that most people would feel better and better on because I have this this issue that is so rare and for most people would never pop up or act up like even if you have the CBS gene that doesn't mean it's going to express itself if you have the genetic variant and I think that in in general genetic mutations are something that people worry about too much in the health space or like overthinking it and a lot of people it's not going to make a difference um this is why it's so important to listen to your body right but if to me it was very clear that this was happening meanwhile I had gone to that psychic that I told you guys about crazy experience um everything she said came true but and I talked most of that session I talked we talked about um like business my career and relationships in my life and then the last like five minutes I was like okay can we talk about my health stuff and she just said you know what what she said was she said I see you're like a you have a sulfur allergy and you have heavy metals and I was, and she's like, and I keep seeing autoimmune, like a lot of autoimmunity, you have multiple autoimmune diseases. And I was like, um, okay, interesting. And you know, with psychics, it's like, they're just saying kind of what they're seeing, what they're hearing. It's not, and nothing set in stone. It's not like an exact thing. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, a sulfur allergy. Okay. Well, this makes sense considering I'm basically intolerant to sulfur right now. Um, Okay. This brings us back to when I start working on my CBS mutation. So along this time, I just felt like my body and brain were just burnt out and I wasn't all the way there. I felt like I was just hanging on by a thread. And this was around the time when I went to my cabin for a long time and took a a break and I also decided to stop seeing one-on-one clients because I was just so stressed out with everything going on with my own health. And when I work with somebody, I really give them my all. I'm very in-depth. You know, it's a big 
big responsibility and I also needed to practice what I preached and I told everybody I was working with. I explained what was going on. I said, you know, I just have to, I have to do this for myself and I hope that you take this as a learning experience. Like I'm serious when I tell people like sometimes you have to pull back on things you don't think you can pull back on. Um, and I just need to make a shift like that. So I had to take some time. Um, I also got new blood work done and my liver enzymes are really high. I was really inflamed. I could feel that physically. I've been, I was feeling so inflamed. I mean, I still am pretty inflamed from what's been going on. Um, my thyroid is pretty bad. My antibodies were an interesting place. And, you know, I had two doctors tell me that I had Hashimoto's and two say I, I definitely don't. And I'm just like, you know, either way, there's something with my thyroid, but at the end of the day, it's all because there's something with my gut. <laughs> um, okay, so then I went, did research, and then basically um, figured out this whole kind of like CBS, addressing the sulfur intolerance protocol for myself, which was I was really testing on myself because there's not a ton out there on that. Dr. Amy Yasko is probably the best resource. Um, and I, I wrote about everything I did in my blog post on CBS. Um, but anyways, that actually helped a lot. Um, I had changed my diet and took some supplements for a while and it helped a lot. After that, I was able to tolerate sulfur rich vegetables again and, um, have more protein. And so that was good, but still having, issues. And honestly, while the gut, the gut symptoms, you know, are very annoying. The thing that I have been struggling with the most has been my brain function. It's something that's really difficult for me to talk about because it's like a huge insecurity for me. Honestly, um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I have really, I've been having really bad brain fog and, with so much of my work, especially so much of it is like I'm putting content out there. Um, things take me a lot longer to do than I would like them to. I feel like I'm always kind of at 50%. Um, I get frustrated with myself. Sometimes I feel bad because I don't even know if I'm making sense when I'm talking in podcasts. If I repeat myself, I'm sorry, but it's because I usually, it's like I might not remember and my whole life, I've been somebody who's very just smart and sharp and on the ball. And it's been really hard for me the last few months as that's kind of, I mean, I'm very foggy and it scares me and I just don't feel like myself. And I don't want to let other people down if I'm not fully there. Um, I try my best. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Um, but I've just been really overwhelmed and I... I don't want it to affect my work or what I share with you, what I put on my blog or my podcast. Um, so I'm, I try to just keep going and hope that I don't know. I don't know if people have noticed recently that I've been feeling off. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I'm doing what I can and trudging along, but obviously want to get to the bottom of this because. Anyone who struggles with brain fog knows 
that, you know, you just don't like feeling like that. I want to feel like I'm working at 100% all the time and I just know that my body is going through a lot right now and can't withstand everything that I used to put it through and I also think that my years of like just going so hard basically through all of call or through all of high school and most of college like not sleeping enough just like overworking myself it's all catching up to me and I'm happy that I'm at a place where I recognize that and I'm gonna and I'm taking the steps necessary to kind of address it because I think had I not gone through a health crisis earlier on like in college where I had to literally quit school like quit life to heal um I mean that showed me how important it was that I needed to do that and I wouldn't be able to kind of make the changes I've been making now if I hadn't had that experience before and recognized okay like you know no questions you just gotta pull back on things and do what you can um but make the necessary changes but anyways long story short so that helped but then finally I was getting more answers more tests and I am excited because I feel like I finally figured out kind of I finally figured out root causes so I got another gut test and finally we picked up parasites so I have three different worms so worms are basically a category of parasites um and three is a good amount and I I know that that like I've had those for a long time and I really think that I got a parasite years ago when I first first got very very sick and um that I think I got another one when I went to Spain and I think that those have been kind of a main one of the main underlying root causes or for why I kept getting bacterial overgrowth again and again um I also found out that my SIBO came back um methane dominant SIBO which is no surprise but again it was like I don't care if the SIBO comes back because I want to know the root cause and now knowing the parasites has helped so much because getting rid of the parasites will make a huge huge difference but then beyond that um I also (laughs) I also um am working on overcoming mold toxicity and heavy metals and I got another heavy metals test and I have really really high mercury which didn't show up on the other mercury tests I took but this one it shows up and it's very high and it's both you know organic compounds and inorganic so um probably from you know not drinking water that was properly filtered for however many years I you know honestly I felt like I was getting poisoned every day in college when I drank out of my Brita filter. I just don't trust those. And that's part of why recently, you know, I got my Berkey. And this is also a main reason why I moved. Um, Because in my old apartment, I needed, like, there was mold there and I needed to get out of it. (laughs) And I don't know how much you guys know about kind of mold, toxicity, or heavy metals, but... Both of those can be really, really taxing on the body and are kind of a pretty big deal and take a long time to work through. So, I mean, my the supplements I'm taking um, for regarding those, I'll be on for at least a year. But I, I mean, moving has been a big part. Just being here, I feel so much better. Um, a big part of that was just energetically 
because LA I felt like it was a dark vortex of like evil forces sorry I'm getting so woo-woo but whatever it's so much better in San Diego but also here like I my apartment is clean I don't have molds I have really well filtered water thanks to my Berkey and what in my old apartment like you know part of why I loved traveling so much was because I was out of there and I would come home and within like two hours I would get a horrible headache my brain fog would be so much worse I felt like my whole body was like shutting down I could just feel it and again both of those are underlying root causes for getting like gut issues for having chronic gut issues over and over again having continuous gut infections so people if you have had SIBO or candida or just other bacterial overgrowth and they keep popping up over and over again even though you're living a healthy lifestyle I mean I eat very well I take good care of myself um so there's something else going on and that's why you look into heavy metals for sure and parasites mold these are all things that fly under the radar and also can take a long time to pick up on tests like you guys i i mean i don't even know off the top of my head how many gut tests i've taken that have checked specifically for parasites um but at least i've had at least 15 stool tests in the last three years and none of them have picked it up until this one and i like i said i you know people who it takes 5 10 15 years to pick it up and that's just because they're really hard to test for parasites specifically are super tricky and not all tests are the same and you know that's why people who just are only relying on tests instead of listening to their bodies you can run into trouble and same with heavy metals like you know i took multiple heavy metals tests and it wasn't until this one where it's like my mercury is super high and back to the mercury thing like I bring this up just because it's another motivating factor. You know, I talk about clean beauty and I'm really passionate about it. And I know people don't really put this together, but so it shows you like this test will kind of break down if it's organic, inorganic, like where is it coming from? So, and I was high on all levels and usually the inorganic compounds would be from mercury filling, which is why like if you have mercury fillings, it's, you know, something that might not be the best. Um, I never had mercury fillings. And so, I mean, that's most likely from all the toxic makeup I was using. All of the metals in all that conventional makeup I used for years. Um, I don't know if you guys just started following me or if you've been following me for a while or anybody who's known me for my whole life. I've always been a makeup junkie and I wear a lot less makeup now than I used to. But like I have always, I just, I love makeup. I think it's such a fun form of art for me. I love putting it on. I think it's so fun to get you know, dressed up and stuff. And I don't really wear as much anymore, but like every day I used to wear a full face, like heavy makeup. Um, I always loved it. It was my creative outlet. Um, and it was all toxic conventional stuff. I owned everything in Sephora and everything at CVS. And I mean, I didn't realize that I was straight up poisoning myself. Um, And that's one of the reasons why I'm just so passionate about getting the word out there because I want people to prevent that from happening. I don't want you to wait until you, um, you know, heavy metals is just one possible thing. There are much more serious issues like with the fertility um, rates increasing and cancer rates increasing. This is just a huge, huge issue that people... I don't think are taking as seriously because they don't see it right in front of them and it's not until later on that they have a health issue and even then a lot of times they can't connect it back to what caused it but in terms of lifestyle changes it's like 
if your water isn't actually filtered, like so many filters out there just aren't doing what they need to. And I know it's hard because it can be expensive, but even if, you know, you can go get spring water, I know they have nice filters even at the grocery store. Um, you know, that's why I invested in the Berkey and it was the best investment I've ever made. I feel so much better about it now. Um, yeah, that's a whole, and again, switching your personal care products. And it's not just about just because something's labeled non-toxic, natural, organic doesn't mean it's good for you. Like you need to check ewg.org slash skin deep, um, and see, and have something that's really tested because people think if they buy their makeup at Whole Foods, it's good. And there's a lot of things at Whole Foods that aren't the best. Um, and that's, you know, a reason why I'm a beauty counter consultant. I love beauty counter and doTERRA. And I'm just all about these natural remedies because it, it seriously has impacted my own life. Um, and I just don't want other people to deal with this because I have spent so much money testing for these things and trying to figure out what's going on. And I know so many of you, so many other people out there have the same issue where they have just like these chronic issues and they don't feel the way they should feel and they're taking really good care of themselves and people aren't listening to them. And I just hate that people feel that way. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about this a lot especially with like the girls in my program like we just finished up this this most recent round of the paleo women lifestyle program and I just love the women in there and a lot of them they share their own personal health journeys and there's a good amount of women in there who just I mean are going through some pretty intense things and have been through the ringer and are working with so many different practitioners and just not finding the root and just my heart breaks because I want to be there for everybody and it kills me too because I just want to reach out to everyone and be like let me like let me help let's work through this like um but I can't because right now I have to do it for myself sorry I'm getting on a rant but that's kind of what's been going on and my body has been really tired I am drawing a lot more boundaries in in my own life and again this is also another reason why I went through Reiki training to help heal me because I also know so much of this. You can't just heal those things without healing emotionally as well and a a root cause of everything. Like nothing's going to go away unless you work on your stress levels and your stress management. It's truly not. And that's on on a deep, deep level. And, you know, it's not just about sitting down and meditating every day and taking time for yourself and doing self care and having a bubble bath. No, no, no. Like, okay, that's fine. But like really managing your stress as in like diving in deep to your soul and thinking what is what is the stressor that I don't even want to talk about, that I don't even want to face? Like how can I rewire the way my brain is working and like my responses to things and like cutting out these negative relationships? Um, I got a few questions about more about my Reiki journey and things like that and I just love it because it's like almost an instantaneous people feel better versus when you're when you're working with somebody in other ways you know it's it's a longer road but with Reiki every time somebody has Reiki healing they feel better and right now I am not I'm not just like opening that service up yet to the public um 
that sounds so weird to the public. I'm doing Reiki on kind of like people who are nearby, friends, um, some of the girls in the program, um, just kind of one off because right now I am not doing one-on-one work. And that was kind of the deal I made with myself to not regularly um, commit to one-on-one work with people until I kind of get things under control and I needed this season of my life to kind of um, slow down and I worked hard enough to be able to put myself in a position where I am able to take some time doing less work um, so I can take care of myself and it'll be better in the end, but I will be opening up Reiki in in the new year. So hopefully sometime in January, if not February at the latest, um, both distance Reiki and in person um, because I really now see that every aspect of it, every aspect of your lifestyle is so important because, you know, you can take the supplement, you, you can take the supplements, you can eat the right diet, you can optimize your, um, you know, fitness and make sure your sleep is in check, stress manage, like, but if you, any single one of those things, it's not gonna, not gonna even out. You gotta, you gotta work on everything. And I know that can feel overwhelming. Take one thing at a time, but in the grand scheme of life, it's like I see people who have had who have SIBO and they can't get rid of it because all they're working on is SIBO. All they're doing is taking the supplements and like change their diet and that's it. And for some people that might work short term, for most people that's not. You'll either won't go away or it's gonna come back. Um, you know, I think that the I think that there are lots of reasons why SIBO recurs so commonly, and I think a main issue is that because it's it's a root cause is stress and people don't work on their stress. They don't change their lifestyles. I recognize that I'm going on a rant, but I'm also casually answering a bunch of the questions that people sent in um, without directly answering them because people ask me, you know, what do I wish I, I knew on my healing journey? What are the top kind of health issues trending last year, next year, what has been my Reiki journey, where it's my future, all this stuff. So I'm just kind of, you know, laying it all out there. Um, And anyways, maybe understanding this um, will help you understand what's kind of gone on. And I'm sharing all of this and I want to put the disclaimer out there. Like, I got to be bad mom for a second. I... I'm not going to tell you my protocol or tests or what you should do. Like, I'm not, okay, just in general, don't don't message a practitioner and be like, I have this, what should I do? This is why you got to work with somebody. Um, you got to work with somebody. I wouldn't do that whether or not I was going through it. That's just irresponsible. Just like blindly put, give random people protocols or whatever I'm not sharing my own personal protocol what people don't understand about protocols is that they really need to be individualized um for each like person obviously everybody needs it's gonna need something unique um so I'm just sharing this to let you know what's going on um I also like am not looking for everybody to message me being like oh I don't know like expressing like I appreciate if anybody you know is like showing like feels me um I appreciate that but I'm just saying this like kind of let you guys know 
kind of what's going on in my life and give you some perspective. It might give you some insight if you're struggling into your own health issues and you haven't looked into those root causes. And again, like I mentioned, you know, I've been looking into these things. Like I've been testing for parasites and heavy metals for over two years, like convinced that that was the issue. And it's taken a while to actually get confirmation on a test. Um, but this is also kind of why I'm, I've changed so much in my own life. And, you know, I just, I posted about my December sleep challenge, my eight hour sleep challenge, which I really encourage you to take because, you know, the last, I I have been feeling things sort of building in my body and I've been feeling incredibly inflamed. Um, and there are certain things that help, but I also knew that a big issue was the sleep, which I also knew was an issue because, you know, when I went to the peak, the Peak Brain Institute and talked to Dr. Hill, they did all those those neuroimaging scans, brain scans, and he was saying, you know, you look like you're chronically sleep deprived. And I'm like, I don't really feel chronically sleep deprived. Like I get seven to eight hours a night. Um, and he's like, well, you might be, and this is also why I want an aura ring. Like you might be feeling like you're getting sleep, but you're not actually entering REM sleep or deep sleep. And that was pretty eye-opening to me. And then I also was like, okay, I'm going to focus on just getting enough sleep. Um, And especially because my body is detoxing a lot right now. Um, Just because everything, I mean, I'm working on getting rid of the SIBO, three parasites, heavy metals, mold toxicity, like all of these things, um, you know, and in turn that will help work on my my hormone balance and my adrenals it's all interconnected um but you got to get to the root cause for other things to even out anyway so i started focusing on sleep and just after a, a week and a half of like no no matter what i'm sleeping for eight hours i feel a lot better and i noticed my inflammation did go down that's also why i started this celery juice thing <laughs> Which I think is kind of, I mean, it's a very unrealistic trend for most people, but my friend Jordan Younger from the Balance Blonde, who I used to work for, I was talking to her about it because she's going through something similar with her health, and we were just talking about inflammation and things that have really helped, and she was just saying, you know, I really think you just try the celery juice because it helps me with my inflammation so much, and I was like, you know what, I'll give it a try for like t- a little bit, I just want to see, and last week I just felt a lot better, and I didn't know if it was because of my sleep or the celery juice which is why I'm doing celery juice for another week. Um, But I'll talk more about this later with the celery juice. I also got some weird side, like the first few days, first of all, it gave me like a hypoglycemic response. It was like a huge shot of sugar. I personally like the taste of celery juice, but it also gave me really bad stomach cramps because I drank it first thing. But then after a few days, it kind of evened out. But at the same time as all this happening, because this is another question people are asking me about, you know, why I'm not like doing keto anymore. And, you know, I kind of go in and out, but I don't really think about it or worry about it. But basically there are a few reasons why I stopped doing it. First of all, um, ketones can feed candida and this was back a while ago. But then when I started kicking myself out of ketosis then to get rid of the candida, I started to realize how metabolically inflexible I had become. And I also think that being low carb for too long can definitely cause issues with thyroid and adrenals. And when you are, when your body is having to produce glucose through gluconeogenesis, that can be really taxing on the adrenals. But I was just 
having such bad reactions to any carbohydrates and I take that as a sign that I was metabolically inflexible and I want to be metabolically flexible and I want to be able to throw healthy carbohydrates in my body and my body not freak out. I was just almost passing out. I, when I had a carb one night, the next day, I would barely be able to function because it would just wipe me out. I couldn't think straight. I would get so bloated and I would get stomach cramps and I thought, okay, this isn't going to work. So I wanted to reteach my body to be able to tolerate carbs and yeah, I think that there are definitely downsides to being low carb for a really long period of time. But then the thing is, I was in ketosis for so long and just doing low carb for so long that it's really easy for my body to just go in and out. So I'm not like permanently out of ketosis. I'm not permanently in it. I just don't really care. I just eat what I want to eat and then whatever's happening is happening. But at the same time, it's like when you get kicked out of ketosis, that also changes your brain function a bit. Um, and unless you've done keto, you probably can't relate to it. And I, I talked to, um, a few people about this, especially I have a friend who was hardcore keto and kind of went out and she agreed. Like, this is definitely something interesting is like, I mean, you don't have the same mental clarity. And so that in combination with what's been going on with my brain, just because of all the toxicity and brain fog from the gut infections, um, and mold, like, all of that was just a lot for my my brain to handle and this apparent chronic sleep deprivation that shows up on my brain scans. Um, and so kind of all at once, it was a huge hit on my neurological function for me, which has been what's kind of been really hard in the last few months. And like, um, it makes it harder for me to write posts and kind of, I just hope that um, the content I put out still makes sense <laughs> to people. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on there. But, you know, and it's a huge, it, it was also very kind of validating, I suppose, when Dr. Hill, you'll hear this next week, he talks about how it's like I'm operating at a few standard deviations below the average population and how the part of my brain that is supposed to turn off when my eyes are closed and I'm sleeping, it, it turns on, um, it stays on. So it's like I'm always on hyper alert, which is probably why I can't enter into like deep enough sleep. But yeah, he talks about how I'm operating at a few standard deviations below average, but he also was telling me that he can see how the my brain kind of just normally is set up to function and that I usually function a few standard deviations above average. Um, so he's like, so something is happening where you're just not, like, your brain function has dropped a lot. And I tried to explain that to other people in my life, but I know they just don't listen to me because I think they can't tell, but I can tell what's going on in my own brain. And it's the same thing as, like, I know what's going on in my own body. And... um this is why whenever I'm talking to somebody or working with somebody, it's like I have such empathy because I know a lot of people feel very dismissed or like other people don't really understand or like, oh, everybody's bloated. Oh, everybody's constipated. Oh, everybody's tired. No, like I feel you. Like if you don't feel good in your body, like my heart is with you. Um, and I understand how debilitating it can be if there's just something that's off and don't let anybody write you off. Um, 
again this is why i'm just such a huge i'm just so much of what i want this platform for me to be is to empower you to like always be your own advocate and like never stop fighting for yourself and like you will get answers and and you will figure out what's going on um and maybe that's not a physical health issue or like a gut issue maybe that's this is an emotional spiritual issue for you like maybe this is an issue within relationships in your own life but if there's something off something is not clicking like i i want you to know that you should not give up or settle for a life any less than you deserve or any less than like where you feel amazing. And this again is why there's so many different things, so many different approaches we can we can take. So when you know when I was at a place where I felt like I was very much at a standstill with my physical health, um you know I was I was diving deep into the Reiki which helped me get through it a lot. And Reiki helps with both physical and emotional healing and I was just kind of at a place where I was still waiting on results. I was taking some supplements and had made some diet and lifestyle changes that I knew, but everything takes time. Like things aren't going to turn around overnight, right? I know that this is, I knew this is going to be a long road. Um, I know this is going to be something I'm working through and for a while and I'm going to get better continuously, but I've also been on this healing journey for three or four years and I'm kind of used to it, but I get it when you feel like just tapped out. You're like, when is this going to end? But when I had something new to focus on, it really helped me a lot. And I think one of the the root causes of stress and this kind of underlying sympathetic response also had to do with relationships in my own life. And I'm not going to get super into it, but Reiki completely transformed um, some personal relationships in my life in the best way possible and that has been a huge relief off my shoulders and um with people in my family specifically i had had a really um kind of rocky relationships with and something completely changed and now things are great with my family which i'm really appreciative of and i don't think i would have gotten to that place had i not gone gone through the reiki healing and like had that to push me through and done that deep emotional work and that's also kind of a difference between okay I'm saying Reiki but my version of Reiki is a little bit different than other people's like this is another reason why I studied under my Reiki master because it was really more of a spiritual mentorship and she's a Reiki practitioner Reiki master but she's also an intuitive and a psychic and just like an overall spiritual mentor and we go much deeper. It's not just Reiki. Like a lot of people, if you just do Reiki, you'll go and they'll basically, you know, hold their hands over areas of your body, move the energy around, give you Reiki energy, Reiki healing. And, um, that's great. That's awesome. But like what my Reiki master has taught me and used with me and helped me was just this more, more studying under her. And we take the more, intuitive approach and are doing other work so like you know when I'm working with Reiki clients um I'll tell you kind of things I see I am really in touch with auras um so we can talk about auras and like if I'm seeing anything from the past from the future and that opens up this whole other emotional level for other people um so you're getting not only the the Reiki healing but also kind of like this other level of intuitive healing 
and it opens up a discussion and helps people work through those underlying things that they might not have otherwise been able to bring to the surface. Um, yeah, you guys asked for more, more woo-woo. Here we go. And this is just how it's going to be. All of this is so tied in together. Wow, it's almost an hour into this. And I didn't get, well, I kind of been answering questions. Um, next solo episode, I'll just do like straight answering questions, but I really wanted to kind of share everything that's been going on and also answer questions informally throughout as well. So that's kind of what's going on with me. And like right now I'm working through those things and I feel really excited about um, having gotten answers. I feel like I finally got root, an- root cause answers. And... Yeah, as much as it sucks sometimes to feel certain ways in your body, I feel like I'm definitely on the right track and I think this is only going to help me help other people so much more and I have um, a deeper understanding of these things as well. I've been through it. Sometimes it scares me how I can talk to a doctor or GI about like SIBO and they don't even no things <laughs> like wow um yeah or just the number of people who true who work with people on their gut issues and aren't looking for the root cause or I don't know there's just a lot going on so okay let me just kind of pull this together for a second so where am I at I am on protocols to work through this I'm starting to work through it I'm taking time I'm finishing out this year just focusing on me, making business changes as well. And, you know, in the new year is when I'm going to start like offering Reiki more so. I will probably open up a few spots for one-on-one people, um, but I'm never going to go back to seeing as many as I, as I was before. And I'm sleeping, I'm dedicating myself to sleep more and I'm like, like, I want to be the example for you guys. Like, I know what it's like to feel like I have, I have so much to do. I can't do X, Y, and Z for myself. And sometimes you have to because it catches up for you. And this is why it's like, this is why I care about what I eat. And I care about the way I move my body. And I care about taking walks. And I care about resting. And I care about using non-toxic products. And drinking filtered water. And all these things that people just think are annoying. And I'm like over the top no it matters because unless you know unless you know what it's like to be in my body don't tell me what I should and shouldn't do um especially at this time of year with the holidays I know a big topic is like you know my family or my friends make fun of me I feel like a burden for the way I live my life and you know what too bad for them like true story I've been basically making plans for kind of the next few weeks as I nomad my way around places um over the holidays and you know I had a friend who said oh let's go get ice cream and I was like oh I'm not doing sugar right now I'm on a pretty strict protocol I have all these parasites blah blah blah. um I I was like I'm only doing it um like on Christmas and if I have to recipe test I'll have a small amount to taste but other than that I'm just trying to keep it as clean as possible um and they start trying to pull a guilt trip on me and it's just like this is you projecting some kind of insecurity and it's I mean why do we need to eat sugar to enjoy ourselves and sometimes you just have to straight up say hey you know this is what I need for my health and if you can't respect that then like 
I'm not really sure if this relationship is serving me. And I said something along those lines to this person. And you could tell she was a little taken aback. <laughs> um, and then she said, you know, oh, I'm just joking. I'm like, yeah, but it's not funny, you know? And then people start to learn. And I've had that type of conversation with a lot of people. Um, but usually that doesn't come up too often for me anymore because I just don't surround myself with people who don't understand. Like almost all my friends just no, it's no, they don't, they don't care. You know, like the way you eat or live your life, or if you want to, if you need to go home early from a party because you want to get to bed, then you do that. If that negatively affects someone else, that's probably just their own insecurity that they're sleep deprived and tired and they know they're going to be up really late and they want you to drown in their misery as well because misery loves company and you don't need that kind of energetic vampire in your life that's what i have to say about that um and over time people who are constantly trying to make you feel guilty for any type of life choices you make to make yourself feel better unless they're bad life choices but if they're positive life choices and people are trying to guilt trip you for that you know that relationship just probably isn't serving you. And like, they're obviously not on the same page as you. So let's get some people in our lives who are on the same page, right? Um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just kind of want to put this out there because again, I want to humanize myself for you and let you know that you know, everybody has struggles, everybody's going through things and kind of this is what I'm going through right now unless you know that I get it. And maybe this can help put things in context for you. Um, this is why, I mean, this is why I, I, getting, I got a colonic because I'm trying to help with the parasite removal. Um, you know, all these things I'm trying out and life is never perfect. Um, you know, I feel like I've had this conversation a lot with people about different influencers or podcasters and a lot of them just put on this show that everything is perfect. And I think anyone who follows me knows that that is <laughs> not my MO. Um, my food is not stylized and I don't look like I'm going to prom every day. And I show you when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm annoyed. I just want to let you know I'm a real human, you know? And I think it's important to be aware of, especially in the health space, because a lot of people kind of are looking at these, I don't know what you want to call them, content creators. I'm avoiding the word influencers and think like, oh, I'm still going through X, Y, or Z. I can't be as perfect as them. And they get down on themselves because of that. And like, no one has it all together. Honestly, I mean... If you ask me at any single person, I'll tell you what's actually going on with them. I will tell you. I can't think of a single person who doesn't, who's not dealing with something right now that I know in this space. But yeah, that's a whole other topic. So just so you know, I mean, these last few days, I've felt especially nauseous. I feel like I have pregnant woman cravings and aversions from food for like three or four days, the only thing I could stomach was like chicken and this smoothie that I made and everything else made me violently ill. And so I, I was like, wow, I can't even like eat vegetables right now. Um, I feel better today, but you know, I was 
things are going on. Things are changing in my body. And sometimes you have to just listen to that and go with the seasons. And it's weird and hard, especially when you're in a time of transition. But sometimes it's good that things are happening. Um, I honestly think that the best thing I've done for myself in the last week and a half has been sleeping at least eight hours. Like, God, I feel so much better. And I'm going to try and I'm going to keep up with that. Even if that means I have to not stay up to finish something at night or if I go to bed later than I wanted, I might have to skip something in the morning that I have planned because I'm very scheduled about things and I book a lot of things in a day usually and, you know, sleep's got to be number one right now. So I also hope that you can give me some grace as I am kind of going through all of this right now. I have personally been... um overwhelmed just kind of with everything that's going on in with with my health stuff any personal life stuff and you know I moved and the holidays and I don't know there's just kind of a lot going on business changes I've been you know a lot's going on um and I'm not sharing this okay like I don't I hope you understand where I'm coming from because I'm not trying to say this to be rude <laughs> but I do not want anyone emailing me or messaging me telling me that I should try x y or z because I'm very I know what I'm doing (laughs) trust me I know what I'm doing um it just takes it takes time to work through these things and I um when I need help from things I will ask the people who I know specialize in these things that I'm working with and I am just sharing what's going on because I know that's a big part of my platform and a lot of you find it interesting and I was actually kind of surprised when I recently asked on Instagram what people wanted to see more of and a lot of people said a lot of people said they wanted to see more of my personal life understand how I ran my business and learn more about Reiki which I was actually really surprised about um because I kind of didn't think anyone cared about that stuff but if that's what you want to know, I'm happy. Like this is this is the spot. So, yeah. There there it is. I'm super pumped for next year as it rolls out, but just looking at some of the questions that people had asked me to cover um because I can kind of blaze through this. Somebody said heavy metal toxicity could it be the root cause to a lot of other issues like gut dysbiosis, thyroid issues, fatigue? Yes, definitely. As exemplified through my own experience and plenty of other people. Um, I've worked with a lot of clients who have had that as a root cause as well. So definitely make sure you get um, tested for heavy metals and check that out. The mercury test that I took that was so helpful was the Quicksilver scientific one. You will probably need to work with the functional medicine doctor to get that done. But I think metals are definitely overlooked by a lot of people, especially with um, candida, like when we're talking about candida and like people who have recurring candida issues, it's almost always because of the metals. But yes, definitely with fatigue and thyroid. Thyroid is usually a root, like the root is in some other type of infection. So the root of the thyroid could be the gut dysbiosis and or um, the metals or, you know, some other type of toxicity. Um, most common health issues of 2018 and what do you see trending in 2019? Honestly, (laughs) this is so funny. I don't know if she means 
health issues trending <laughs> like do health issues trend most most common health issues of 2018 for sure gut dysbiosis i feel like everybody and this is a big thing in in kind of the practitioner community people kind of argue that SIBO is overdiagnosed i'm just like so many people have SIBO you know like so many people have SIBO um but really at the root is like stress like chronic stress is, is at the root of all of these different things gut dysbiosis in general um so I would say people who are not managing their stress are not getting to like not addressing the jobs they hate and the relationships they're not happy in and feeling unsatisfied or purposeless in life as root cause but I would say for sure gut dysbiosis and hormonal imbalances for sure so many people have really imbalanced hormones and a lot of this is because of the overtraining under eating epidemic especially with women in the health space and also because people like we are just the world is filled with toxins like you can't avoid it but from these air fresheners that are in ubers and in the hallways of buildings to you know the plastics that people are eating out of to all their personal care products the soap they're using the toothpaste they're using the makeup they're using the body wash shampoo conditioner all these things um people aren't paying attention to it and it's like yeah no shit your hormones are going to be imbalanced <laughs> right what do i see trending are you talking about health issues i mean i kind of think it's going to be more of the same i think that the hormones is is a huge one, especially with like post-birth control syndrome. Um, I think that's gonna get a lot more press that's coming out. Um, yeah, that's what I I think. I don't know if anybody's ever gonna really finally focus on the stress. I think that people are gonna, we're getting more research now about what's going on with EMFs and technology, and I think that's gonna freaking come to a head at some point, if possible. But then we have all these you know, all these tech companies who are working against that. So also not sure. Um, somebody asked key takeaways from my healing journey and from helping others heal as part of more questions within that. But I think I kind of covered that in general in this episode. Like really, I think for so long I did this and I see other people doing it too, is just really focusing on one thing. And while it's important to kind of, yeah, like, as you're working through it, you can focus on one thing at a time to make your goals small. But in the grand scheme of things, you can't just focus on your gut. Like if you're not looking at your whole lifestyle and really attacking it from every angle, like I mentioned, um, it, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. So I wish that I had done this energetic or emotional healing from the beginning back when I first started this whole journey is what I really, I really think. And I also just overall, like I said, being your own health advocate, listening, listening to your body, your intuition, not only looking for confirmation on a test or listening to the like opinions of everybody around you telling you there is or isn't something wrong or right about the way you're feeling. Um, none of that, like really tuning into yourself, attacking it from every angle, doing that hard emotional work really. And just keep fighting for yourself and don't give up. I think that's a big one. Another thing I think is important is kind of to stop looking to everybody around you to fix you. I think a lot of us have had the experience and I used to feel like this too. Like if I could just find the right practitioner, somebody else was going to fix me and save me. And I just was putting everything into that another person when I needed to realize that 
the person who's going to help me is going to be me and at the end of the day and I can have all of these outside resources for help to help guide me along the way but at the end of the day it's not them no one's going to save you like you are going to pull through for yourself and you're not broken you don't need to be fixed um things just need to change but at the end of the day it's going to be you doing that for yourself and there's nobody out there who has all of the answers for you everybody's going to have different opinions so at the end of the day it's important to listen to your own intuition at some level on the other side of the coin though it's important to not be ashamed to ask for help it's great to get different opinions and we need support like there's nothing wrong with needing support um, utilize your resources for support around you and get help when you need it. Do not be afraid and do not feel like you have to do everything by yourself. Having a support system sometimes can be the most important part of healing. And also somewhat related to this is to be wary of the fact... Okay, well, just be aware of that almost every practitioner has some type of you know, bias in some way. A lot of times people project what they went through or what happened in their own lives onto people they're working with. So I think sometimes it's important to take into consideration that person's own history because they're always going to come at things from a certain angle usually. So it's like, you know, if I see someone who specializes in the gut, they're probably going to come after it with the gut approach. If I see somebody who specializes in hormones, they're probably going to focus all on the hormones. If I see someone who specializes in the emotional side of things, they're probably just going to mainly want to work on the emotions, which might seem obvious, but a lot of people kind of don't really fully think about that when they're working with somebody. And also they might not realize that, you know, sometimes a practitioner might be saying you need to do X, Y, or Z, and you're having the experience of it's, it's not working for you. You're trying what they're saying and it's not working, but maybe they're not listening to that because that's what worked for them personally. So they sort of have this preconceived idea that that's going to work for you as well. Um, and a good practitioner should be able to pivot and be open to trying something new. You and the practitioner should both be able to figure out, you know, if you're not a good fit anymore, if someone else would be able to better help you. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with either of you. It's just that, you know, not all partnerships um, serve you in that moment, right? So that's another one. And lastly, I think another important thing to think about is just to give things time. I think sometimes people, and I I totally understand, it's like when you are not feeling your best, you just want things to turn around tomorrow, the next day, this week, and it feels like everything takes so long, but it is a journey and you have to be patient. So if you're implementing changes and it's only been two or three weeks and you're just saying this isn't working, you haven't given it enough time. Sometimes things can turn around quickly, but other times things take weeks, months, even years, depending on the situation. And so it's important to really trust in the process and really believe that the process is going to work. You just have to give it time and emphasis on believing it's going to work because no matter what you're doing, if you don't think it's going to work, it's not going to. If you believe it will, then it'll work. Um, 
which is a woo-woo side of protocols, but if you don't have confidence in what you're doing, then it's not going to work no matter how good it is um, because there is this whole psychological aspect to how the body functions. Our bodies function differently depending on our self-talk, our thoughts, emotions. So it's really important to trust in the process and be patient and just remind yourself that you just have to keep going and you are on the right track and it will, it will work out in the end. Um, I talked about my Reiki journey. Another question was about favorite crystals. I have so many, but right now my favorite is this Sunset Aura Quartz that I got in Encinitas a few weeks ago. It's so beautiful, but also just right now, like really vibing with pyrite because it's all about manifestation and confidence and creativity, just this can-do attitude. And I just love pyrite. I think everybody needs some pyrite in their lives. And then also I got a question about kind of what I've done with my new apartment. And yes, I reikied the hell out of this apartment when I got here and just set up some energetic boundaries. And um, there's this thing called the violet flame, basically purging of any negative spirits or whatever. And yeah, I, I reikied hard in here, staged, um, put some crystals out and I use the Bagua map as well. So you can look up Bagua Feng Shui map and basically each part of your house or your room will correspond to a different area of your life. So you can kind of support it in certain ways depending on how your house is set up. So for instance, the back corner, the back left corner is related to wealth and prosperity. So that also corresponds to the color purple. So I, I put like this big purple box there. And that's also, I have a window there. So I wanna make sure that the window stays closed so my wealth and prosperity doesn't fly out the window. Um, same with my fame and reputation area. Um, the That is also next to a window and I make sure that window is shut and keep something red there to support that and then marriage and relationships is pink so that's the top right corner of my apartment um so i have some pink crystals there health is in the center and um a color that supports that is yellow so i have this yellow candle i've been doing a lot with candles a lot and then things like um joy in the future are on the right like the middle right side of the apartment and that's kind of where my fridge is and my sink so I want to make sure my fridge and my sink are working properly um and then knowledge and self-cultivation is in the bottom left which is where my bathroom is so um making sure that my toilet seat stays closed <laughs> I'm serious and my shower is working because otherwise my knowledge and self-cultivation can literally be like flushed out the toilet um this is feng shui. Those are just a few things. Um, you can look up the Bagua map, B-A-G-U-A, and kind of, you know, see where if there's an area of your life that needs support, you can support that area of your house, add something of that color, um, or maybe you have a window or a door or something open there that's just kind of letting the energy fly out when you, you want to keep it safe. So um, yeah, that's something I did. When I start working with people um, locally, I can clear out your space for you if you want. But sage, sage your area. Sage your house. Um, 
and put out some crystals that you vibe with. Clear quartz, I think, is just a crystal that I think everybody needs. Also, shungite and black tourmaline are really great protective crystals against emfs so i have those on my desk where i have all this technology and i really think it helps um so yeah getting back to nature in here with my crystals you guys last time i talked about crystals on my instagram i got an influx of hate messages and i was like wow it's very sad to me that people are so closed off to I don't know, different ideas, ways of healing. I mean, if nothing else, crystals are very pretty and decorative and they also can help you in your own life. So I'm just saying, I'll be over here with my oils and crystals and sage and you can do you. But also that's kind of also something I wanted to talk about is Part of why I'm really excited about Reiki is I feel like I'm a different type of Reiki practitioner because I haven't, you know, I'm still me and I'm still, I still have the same personality. And I think a lot of people kind of in the spiritual community almost make it feel unapproachable because sometimes they give off those vibes where they're just almost too woo-woo. Do you know what I mean? Like they feel like they're not even themselves anymore because everything is love and peace and the, the spirits in the sky. And like, I get that, but also we got to connect this back to real life because at the end of the day, I love Reiki and energy healing and, but I love nutrition and nerding out nutrition. And, um, you know, I think food and fitness is fun. I love geeking out about fitness too and exercise. And I also like watching the bachelor and real housewives of every city, you know? So I hope that I can help bring this, um, to you guys in a way that you understand it can incorporate into your own lives and see that, it's not, none of this is all or none. None of this is too far-fetched or unattainable. Everything can work together in your life. You don't have to be one thing. Um, you can expand yourself in different ways. So yeah, I think that's, that's going to be it for this podcast. And you guys sent in some really good questions. So I'm excited to do another solo one soon and just kind of like answer those questions because a lot of the topics you sent in I'm like wow this is a big a big topic that I need to have a longer period of time to get into so I hope this was interesting for you thank you for giving me the space to share this and I think sometimes learning about other people's lives and health journeys can give us perspective into our own just because something happened with me doesn't mean it applies to you. Um, I want to let you know that. I think that's a danger with the internet where people just see something else worked for someone else or someone else has X, Y, or Z and they think, oh, that's happening to me too. Or, oh, I need to do that too. No, 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 no. Let, no. You are so different from me. You're so different from everybody else. You need to honor that and figure that out. Um, that's always, that's a learning process for sure. But you can get there. I'm glad that you guys finally know the full sitch in next episode um, when Dr. Hill talks about my results of the brain scan. It will make more sense when you hear like my reaction and what's going on with in terms of the, the brain function. That's no fun for me, but 
none of this will stop me. You see, like I'm taking a step back some areas of my life, but you can take a step back in parts of your life and still like move forward in other areas, you know, like nothing will, can just break you completely as a person. That's why it's great to be multifaceted like a Rubik's Cube, have many sides. Speaking of which, I am gonna go watch a Christmas movie, finish up. I have three beverages in front of me. I have Dandy Blend, apple cider vinegar and water, and water. So I got a lot of beverages to drink up right now. And movies to watch and holiday spirit to enjoy so i hope you guys are enjoying the holidays as well and if you're not already in the facebook group hop in there wellness realness podcast tribe let me know what's up submit any questions that you want the answers to i love your questions you guys are so freaking smart like you ask really good questions which i love and I love getting to know you. So when people interact, it, uh, like I learn your names, what you're doing. It's a fun time. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. Sending you lots of love and light. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.